0: Welcome to Coffee, Eggs and Inspiration. It's a weekly show that goes out over YouTube and all the major podcast channels. And each week I get to sit with an inspiring person and listen to them uh, tell their story and share it with all of you. This week is no different. I'm joined by Nicola Brentnell.
1: Hello. Welcome. Hi, welcome. There's, the, there's coffee but there's no eggs so a, um, don't believe everything you yeah. know, I, I yeah. said
0: this on the last one, yeah. I think I've never ever done one of these with eggs in yeah. front of me and I did yeah. take a note to self and I failed Next already. Next time. So, yeah. epic yeah. fail. Anyway, Nicola, Nicola is the CEO of the Queen's Commonwealth Trust, uh, QCT, uh, which is an organisation uh, designed to champion, fund and connect young leaders working hard uh, to, uh, uh, to change the world. That's right, Basically. and they are, yeah. and they it's are, a, yeah. It's a big mission. Um, uh, Nicola started out actually in in the sector with the Prince's Trust, uh, worked there for many years and uh, achieved many things, and we'll get into that. As a, uh, was a board member of BEAT, which is a mental health uh, charity um, designed to support people going through eating disorders. And, uh, and now uh, is the uh, CEO of Queen's Commonwealth Trust and that itself uh, emerged yeah. from work that you did with the Queen's yeah, Trust. Yeah, that's
1: right. Awful lot of royalty going on here, but yes. Lots absolutely. of royalty, yep.
0: very impressive. Um, Nicola has an MVO, which stands for Member of the Royal Victorian Order. This is a, uh, an award uh, recognition given by the monarch, uh, in this case for personal services uh, to the monarchy. Um, Pretty impressive stuff, it's a, a British order of knighthood. Well, it's a huge privilege to be included in that
1: club, I can assure you, well, a huge
0: privilege. I imagine so, and I guess you actually received the... I
1: did, yeah. The, the I had a joyous, a joyous day over at Windsor Castle a couple of years ago and um, uh, received my award from Her Majesty herself, which was just absolutely magical because everything that I have been doing when I was working on the Silver Jubilee Fund with the Queen's Trust and now with Queen's Commonwealth Trust, it all comes from an example of leadership and belief in young people that Her Majesty has had her entire life
0: yeah and we'll so everything that we're doing day, right?
1: that's right and everything that we are doing is really carrying on that belief in young people and what they can do if they're just given a chance so it's, it, it was a magical moment for me. Incredible,
0: yeah. incredible. I've noticed when I've, I've seen those awards, there's a little conversation that happens. Yes. Can you tell us, yeah, tell that, us about that's that? that's
1: right. Well, the Her Majesty was uh, really interested in the Silver Jubilee, Silver Jubilee Appeal and, and how it was going and uh, what, was, what it's like meeting young people all the time. Always that interest yeah. in the work and what's happening and um, what transformation is coming out as a result of young people having those chances.
0: So it was great, it was really good. Wow, extraordinary stuff. Um, Let's start with the Princess Trust. yeah, You were there for 11 years. I was I there think. for
1: 11 years and a what a fantastic experience that was. I had the opportunity to do a whole bunch of roles. I went in as the executive assistant to the chief executive at the time, a, a guy called Tom shebir who I learned a huge amount from, as I did from all of my colleagues at the Princess Trust over the years I was there. And it was just extraordinary to be a part of an organization that had such a clear mission about every young person having a chance to succeed. Right. And those values ran through the organisation from the start of my time there right the way through to when I transitioned out to be working for the Prince Wells Charitable Foundation, but a real belief in just, again, just giving young people a chance and a go. And I learned a huge amount from my colleagues, but also, most importantly, from the young people that I met during my time. Travelling around in the UK, this, this role was UK based, So I had the privilege to travel to all kinds of interesting places like Burnley and Blackpool and Grimsby Hull, all kinds of interesting places and every corner that you turn, you find talented young people trying to get a break, trying to do something, many of them from really challenging and difficult backgrounds, but just powering through, wanting to make a difference for others and with the Prince's Trust it's tried and tested suite of programs on offer to young people to give them a chance in and out of school it was very very clever very very thought through and always at the heart of it a question to young people how can we help you what do you need Agreed. and not uh, not making any judgments about who they are where they've come from apart from a belief that they can they can take a step forward Meeting and them it was powerful. They are and yeah and that's right, and, and, and yeah, yeah. exactly and starting to see that incredible potential and talent just given a chance it all flows through the prince of wales believing this very passionately from the beginning of the organization back 43 years ago her majesty the queen absolutely believing in this from her 21st birthday back in 1947 just extraordinary now being able to carry it through with the queen's commonwealth trust as well it's great
0: in 11 years with the Prince's trust you must have had some amazing experiences in that time some of the highlights
1: yeah some of the i think probably one of the most extraordinary highlights was an event that we had at buckingham palace in 1999 when the um, prince's trust was awarded a royal charter and so we were there with large numbers of young people but also all of the leading politicians at the time we had a number of very famous people come along all to recognize and celebrate the work of the Prince's Trust to that particular moment. So that really stood out, being in a room of young people and, and people from leading um, uh, sort of leading lights in society, all together to stand behind the work of belief in young people, that was really magical. And getting out and spending time with young people in a whole variety of different places. I had the privilege of going up to Burnley. I went with Sir Trevor Macdonald, who was a trustee of the Queen's Trust. We went up there. And spent time talking to young people, hearing their stories, hearing great strength and resilience through difficult times. And this sense that they want, the young people want to help others. F- after having difficult times themselves, they want to make things give easier back. for others and give back. So, th- And the Prince's Trust was just was full of... Tens of thousands of young people like that who just needed a chance and had so much to give and so much potential and and possibilities. So there are thousands of great examples of young people coming forward and saying, it happened to me, I don't want it to happen to other people. It happened to me, how can I now make sense of my life and what I can do? And so finding access to employment from backgrounds of great difficulties through the support of the Prince's Trust, watching that happen day after day, week after week, never ever lost. It's thrill and it's charge. Seeing young people overcome, you know, big challenges and then going into work—something that they've wanted for so long—to be offered a job and to have that chance—it's absolutely magical. Watching those transformations, okay. and then off they go, they fly, yeah. and they go on to do amazing things wow. too, which is really good. I can
0: see the passion. I in just your, love it. I just absolutely eyes. love it. We're going to get into yeah. some of the stuff that you did with Queen's Trust and obviously the uh, Queen's Commonwealth Trust. I'm interested, before we get there, where all of this came from. You've obviously dedicated a significant uh, part of your professional life to helping young people.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think it's because I know what it's like to go through difficult times. I know what it's like to be in tricky circumstances. I know what it's like to want to find someone who is interested in... In, well, at the time interested in me, wanting to find somebody who could give me a hearing, who would give me time, who would give me interest. All of those things were kind of sort of a little bit in short supply sometimes. We lived in a very um, busy world when we were when we were growing up on the Isle of Wight. My mother was running a business in which we lived. It was a residential nursing home at that time. That was possible. I don't know whether things are different now. And we were working very hard in support of that. And it was just a a crowded, busy time, shall we say. Mm. And so finding a place where I could be listened to, sort of accepted, understood, encouraged to do different things was was really important to me. So Mm. I think in working with Prince's Trust and then through to Queen's Commonwealth Trust, it's that understanding that young people need that space, they need that place to come and be welcomed, heard, accepted, understood, respected, seen really. Um, And that's why I've spent so many years of my professional life saying I know what it's like to be walking where you're walking, I know what it's like. To be sitting where you're sitting, I know what that's like. And anything that I can do to help you move from where you are to, to where I am, to where you want to be particularly, yes. I will do that for you. Wow,
0: so it really comes from the heart. Yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, yes. Great example yes. of authentic leadership. Isle of Wight, I love that place. Yeah, which it's part, great. Which part I would uh, say Sandown.
1: Sandown. 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 Yeah, it was great. It was a fabulous opportunity coming home from school in the evenings. In the summer we could just kind of grab our swimming stuff and head down to, to the beach and swim. Yeah. There were some very good times down there. A great place to grow
0: up. I visited Sandown about three yeah. weeks ago.
1: Oh my goodness, yeah. It's a it's a place that's got, again, another one of these magical places. Lots of young people, lots of yeah. potential, just needing an extra helping hand. Yeah. Were you a sailor? Yeah, I wasn't a sailor, but I knew lots of my friends did, yeah. and they loved sailing out of Benbridge and all around. Yeah, it's a it's a great place for kids.
0: It's a it's a lovely place. Uh, I agree. So uh, you went from the Prince's Trust into the Queen's Trust, and was was um, via
1: was the it? via a, a quick segue to the Prince of Wales Charitable Foundation, okay. which was starting to um, to give money away again at that point, and I was asked to go in and help them set up their their governance, set up a, the first grant making strategy, mm-hmm. and it was a joy to have the privilege to be able to go and do that and work with yeah. some really remarkable people like Dame Julia Cleverdon again with Tom Shebier there and others um, and members of the, the Prince of Wales household all again committed to how can we make the best of this and they've gone on to do some really really exciting work there so that was great. And then I got a a tap on the shoulder to see whether I might be interested in going to help spend out a fund of £35 million, as it was back in 2011 into 2012, um, really trying to find some remarkable organisations supporting young people. And that was the the role i had at the queen's trust which was really one of the jobs of my life it was fantastic it sounds like
0: a dream job here's oh yeah 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 but it's difficult oh it's
1: gosh it is incredibly difficult to give money yeah. away wisely and well In it, choosing it's really, is choosing where not to give it yeah uh, yeah exactly yeah. and we spent uh, the first couple of years working together i had a um, a fantastic board of trustees they're all really engaged with what we were trying to do we built the whole thing together the Queen's uh, Trust had been giving money away slowly and steadily since the Silver Jubilee Appeal, but what we wanted to do was go out with a real bang. It came with the, absolutely with the Queen's blessing. She wanted to see how the fund could be completed and how it could do some really interesting work in its, in its final years. So in not having to worry about making sure there was, um, uh, uh, before the strategy was to maintain the value of the fund and then give away the kind of the interest on the the bank account, moving away from that, and being free to invest much larger sums of money in a small group of organizations meant that we could do some really, really exciting work.
0: And what were some of
1: the big things that you Some did? of the big things that we did, oh wow, this is, um, we were able to work with organizations like Corum, they're one of the oldest children's charities, we worked with Frontline helping that develop and to become, as it is now, an organisation that is helping to bring a new wave of um, social workers into the profession. The profession of social work is so important, there are many, many people working extremely hard all the time to do the very best for children and vulnerable families. Frontline wanted to bring in a, you know, additional people into the sector, we were able to help them with that. We worked with Onside Youth Zones, which is a remarkable operation um, working out of the Northwest, helping them to maintain the momentum in opening more really special youth centres around the UK. Now We've in got the South East, right? They're when, now in the South Freuden East. Freuden, yeah, they're, yeah, they're in, they're, they are. And one of our dreams was to help them, our plan was back in 2012 to help them open one in London. Right. If we could get one of these open in London, it would be transformational. And I'm so thrilled to say there isn't just one in London, there's three open in London, another one coming next year and probably more in the boroughs where they're open and plans to have one in, I think, all 33 if you know, as soon as possible because they give young people what was so special to me as I touched on earlier, a place to go yeah. where they can be heard and seen and welcomed. They go to have something to do, um, someone to talk to, particularly to share issues and problems that they've got. So often young people have no adult interested in them that they right. can share problems and issues yeah and, exactly yeah. they just don't have that but with OnSide they do yeah. they call it their second home for many of the young people I'll put the, the link below yeah. uh,
0: but these things are like uh, the Croydon one looks like a spaceship oh yeah yeah it's, it's amazing really It's amazing. smart building
1: and it's sending a message out to young people that they are important yeah. that they're valued and local business people come behind it trusts and foundations come behind it with funding to get them open because they want to provide young people with these safe and inspirational places to go in their leisure time and they're open after school all through the weekend all through the holidays it's yeah. perfect It's brilliant
0: yeah amazing uh so that's the the queen's trust and then uh and uh and then that segued into uh was it a, like a child organisation or something? Oh like yeah, that yeah. Sort it's of kind of yes, from absolutely. It.
1: Sort of derived just, from it, taking some the of the, part the part of taking some of the approaches of the Queen's Trust and kind of rolling it forward, because we decided that there was actually a real. It will be it will be a shame to lose this this sort of worldview and belief in young people in this in this interpretation that we had. At the Queen's Trust where believing in young people was was absolutely important and seeing the value of this belief and what it could do and seeing the effect that that had on the young people that we were working with that the Queen believed in them, that she was behind what they were doing. When I would share that story with young people and I did it at Wembley Arena with We Movement, I did it with residential events for Teenage Cancer Trust which was another fabulous organization we were able to support, the effect was magical. That the young people felt that they were special and that they were important so we thought how can we continue this how might we be able to take it forward and I was asked to see if I could create something new I was given the name we'll call it Queens Commonwealth Trust go go and see what you can do so with a completely blank sheet of paper but a knowledge that there is so much talent around the world with young people, I set out to create what is now a Queen's Commonwealth Trust, as you said at the beginning, champion of funding and connecting young people who are stepping up to lead in, in tens of thousands all the way around the world.
0: Amazing. Link below. Uh, check it out, it's, check it's it out,
1: check it out. Yeah. <laughs> very,
0: very impressive. Uh, so give us a give us an overview about the sort of work that you do in the Queen's Commonwealth Trust. Oh
1: right, okay, here we go. So what we do, it's a, it's a digitally-led organisation, so we operate through a website and social media channels. We take amazing stories of young people who are doing extraordinary things, either as activists or as founders of Social Purpose Ventures, and we share their stories across these channels and we talk about their expertise, we talk about their insight, we talk about their experience, they share tips with other young people. Many of them come from backgrounds where they had no special favors, they had no, you know, no um, money to hand. What they had was their bare hands and their passion particularly. And they went out there and just started making a change. And we're sharing these stories with other young people and we are getting engagement back saying, wow, I never thought I could do that she or he looks or sounds like me I can do it too and unleashing that amazing potential is really really exciting and we think we're on to something very special with that we offer small grants to young people in two ways one through partner organizations who are working at the grassroots with young people right across the Commonwealth who are who would really, young people who would benefit from small amounts of money. So through our partners, we can get money into the hands of young people who are doing amazing things in rural Zambia, for example, with our with our partner with the Kama network. And we also give grants to young people who've set up social purpose ventures, who just need, who are kind of cycling to the top of a hill, um, as it were, and just need a little bit of funding to help them crest the hill and get over the other side. So grants at a tipping point in their development and we're seeing the most extraordinary results coming through from small amounts of money Going into these really, again, well thought through, very sophisticated operations, but running at a small scale and right. just a little bit of extra money and belief and and um, promotion on our platforms can make all the difference. So, sort of micro
0: micro enterprises, seed funding. Yeah, yeah.
1: So, I so, seed funding, not starting people off because they're already going, and there are other great organisations like Prince's Trust or right. International that are getting people started. We come in behind them when they've been running for a few years and they just need a little bit of extra help and seeing magical results um, because of that. And then what we're doing is connecting young people to resources that they need. So alongside the inspirational stories, practical content to help them get going. And earlier this summer, we put up on the platform, get started with QCT. This is how to start an entrepreneurship. We did that in partnership with a young guy called Taj Babari who runs 56 Creations from your part of the world. And uh, he's created this magical content and we've worked with him to create this programme on the platform and also Leading Change, a leadership development programme. One of my colleagues helped develop that when she was working on the Queen's Young Leaders programme. So drawing on what's already been created, getting it out there for young people across our platforms we're looking at how we can create more and the response has been extraordinarily exciting with young people coming on looking at this material accessing it and starting to learn in leadership as well and starting to share that with other people in their communities too it's really really powerful stuff and young people telling us, you're giving us hope, you're giving us inspiration, you're showing us how you're showing it's possible. But they're saying, even I can make a difference. Even I can do something positive. And we're waiting for them to to come back and tell us what they've been doing. So it's very early days for us. We only launched last year, but the signs are we're onto something really magical. How
0: exciting. Um, Nicola invited me to a function the other night uh, with QCT, and it was just the most uh, wonderful thing. I got to uh, speak with a doctor from Rwanda, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, several entrepreneurs mm-hmm. from uh, from Nigeria and uh, other parts of the Commonwealth. Yeah. Actually, um, for those who I'm. I'm obviously a Kiwi, yeah. born and bred, mm-hmm. I'm also a British citizen <laughs> so I know a little bit about the Commonwealth but for those people who are watching and listening who may not, give us a few yeah. stats okay. about what the Commonwealth okay. is.
1: The Commonwealth 2.3 billion population, um, 60% of the population under 30, a very young population particularly in um, the 19 countries in the Commonwealth in Africa. Um, This is a network of uh, countries that all speak a common language which is English. They have um, a common um, common institutions and are all driven by an opportunity to trade with each other, learn from each other. We have scholars come from all over the Commonwealth to the UK through the Chevening programme. It's a really special network and family of countries. And um, having the opportunity to work with them, but the interesting thing about Queen's Commonwealth Trust is, whilst we fund into to Commonwealth countries, our content is digital, so it can go anywhere, anywhere, can, anyone in the Just world. Just reflect can on
0: up. those statistics: so 53 countries, 2.3 billion people, and there are seven yeah. billion in the world. So very significant. Mm-hmm. And 60% under 30. I'm glad New Zealand could contribute five million to that. <laughs> yes. um, and uh, your uh, uh you you you're obviously very connected with the royal family
1: well I wouldn't say that necessarily but I've had the opportunity to serve in organisations of which they are uh, patron or president so I've had that huge privilege I wouldn't say I'm connected to them directly. You
0: must be invited to some great parties. Uh,
1: I have had that joy yes I have had that joy and just recently we were at the closing event for the Queen's Trust and Her Majesty the Queen was there and it was lovely to be able to reflect with her on the the success of the the Queen's Trust and all the things that we had done so So yes, I do have those opportunities from time to time and on just last week on Friday, we were with the Duke and Duchess of Sussex with a group of young people from around the Commonwealth and one young man from Iraq and we were talking about inclusion, we were talking about gender equality, we were talking about fairness, compassion, service, all of those great things and the Duke and Duchess of Sussex were really engaged in the conversation. Harry and Megan. sorry, yes. Uh, Harry and Megan, very, very engaged in the conversation, really passionate about this work and seeing what young people can do to make a difference. It was a great session. Everybody was contributing. It was really relaxed. There was a lot of laughter, a lot of fun, and a huge amount of commitment from this group, this alliance, to get out and do more, to make sure that everyone's included, respected, engaged, and there's an equal playing field for everybody. It was just fantastic. Fantastic. An hour that was just a kind of rocket fuel for service to other people and just saying everybody should be treated with respect. It was great.
0: Well, the Commonwealth is a great uh, example of diversity yes. and inclusion yeah, isn't absolutely. It, uh, yep. in, in itself. Uh, over the years, you must have had some um, pretty surprising and remarkable experiences. Can you tell us a couple of uh, stories about... Uh, wow. Sort of, you are know, yes. into yes. dance, for example. Oh yeah. yes, yeah, yeah. This,
1: this was, yeah. I've got a bit of a reputation now for dancing, and um, this comes from having the opportunity to meet women in a network called Kama, and there are over a hundred and forty thousand women in this network in five countries in sub-Saharan Africa, and we work with them in four countries: in Ghana and Tanzania, in Malawi and in Zambia. And these are women who have been educated with the support of bursaries through the organisation called CAMFED. And these are women who know the risks of being for girls, particularly being out of education. The risks of a frustrated future, the risks of early marriage, the risks of early motherhood and all that that entails and they know the dangers that that, faces, that, that those issues um, face so many girls who are out of education. The statistics are terrifying. They have been educated and what they have done through being educated, they're now running businesses or they may be in an employment and they use the proceeds of, of, of their income to help other girls go to school. And they dance frequently in their meetings for joy of freedom through education for the, jo- the joy of serving other people, for having that sense of potential and optimism and let's leave no girl behind. It just bursts from them. And I have had the huge privilege of spending time with them in Zambia, in Samfia, and in Lusaka and then recently in Malawi when the Duke of Sussex was there. And we were at a meeting in Malawi, there were 40 Cameron members there, the atmosphere was electric, the Duke of Sussex, Sir Prince Harry was with us. And throughout the meeting, as always happens with camera meetings, there was dancing. And this dancing comes from this special place, this experience, as I tried to explain earlier on. And they got up and they were dancing and I just couldn't help myself. I just got up you there up and too. I was in there with them dancing because I understand from my background, you know, some difficulties and seeing what happens when you're given a chance and you can overcome that. And I've been given a fantastic chance in my career to do this work. So I was just dancing alongside them. And um, it kind of got noticed because the the Duchess of Sussex, Megan, was watching from Johannesburg on Skype. And I, you know, we couldn't see that she was there. And then suddenly uh, she came into the room and and, uh, kind of pointed out that I had some great dance moves, which was a a (laughs) great privilege for me because I'm hopeless really at dancing. But it was just such a joy to be a part of it. Uh, it may well be, yeah. It I'll, may I'll well be. Have is, I'll it. link yeah. it below. Yeah. <laughs> you can okay. check it yeah. out.
0: Yeah. Nicola dancing uh, in uh, Malawi. Dan- dancing,
1: dancing in Malawi with amazing women who are much better movers than I could ever be.
0: Oh, brilliant. Uh, listen, uh, if if you're a, a young person somewhere in the Commonwealth and you'd like mm-hmm. to get in touch uh, with uh, the Queen's Commonwealth Trust, what's the best way of doing The best that? way
1: to do it is come to us through our social channels. We're on Facebook, we're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. We've got our platform. You can just uh, reach out on the platform and find us that way. And we are here and ready and, and willing to meet with as many people as possible. You follow us on our on our um, channel handles and things. I'm sure they'll be there as well. So just to, I to link get them. involved. Yeah.
0: All linked below. And in closing, Nicola, some advice. You know, from the heart. If you're a young person, uh, maybe many are watching this or yep. listening to mm-hmm. it. What's your advice?
1: my advice is never underestimate yourself never think that everybody else can but you can't I've seen so many young people in really difficult situations who have started to lead in some way and make a change in their life so believe in yourself first of all and what's possible and you can just shoot for the stars I've seen it I did it myself and everyone can just take that first step and contact me if you need me My Links will be below as well.
0: <laughs> what an incredible example of authentic leadership. Nicola Brennall, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you for the opportunity.